Hey everybody, welcome to another week of Trashy Divorces. My name is Stacy. Hey friends, I'm Alicia. Welcome to everybody's favorite good podcast about bad relationships. Who do you have for us this week, Alicia? Uh, this week's tale of marital misadventure. I'm excited about this one. Welcome to the first of our sitcom moms. You love them. They cheer us up. They encourage us. Season 17 is bringing you a few of these maternal figures that have graced our television screens over the years and all of their trashy divorces too with a big nod to Melissa O oh for her extraordinary work on this particular fun thing coming for you this season. This week, today, we're starting with Claire Huxtable. Hmm. That is her sitcom mom name, but you know her as Felicia Rashad with a storied career. Indeed. And three divorces as well. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> Before we begin today's episode, I do have this magic mirror here with two huge shout outs this week. Big thanks to Jessica W., our newest annual Patreon supporter, and Olivia C., a super, super supporter. Holy cats, we are so grateful to the both of you and our entire Patreon community, to you for coming back to listen, for your kind reviews, for telling your friends. Holy cats, what a ride. Let's get on to the trash candy. I'm actually using the song Candy this week by Big <laughs> Maybell, featured in one of Felicia Rashad's, Mrs. Huxtable's most famous scenes from The Cosby Show. I am sweet on candy, and candy is sweet on me. Let's go, go, go. All right, Alicia, so this is... Sitcom Moms! TV wife of the cause. Sitcom Moms, welcome to the fun thing for season 17. Felicia Rashad is much better known to many of us as Claire Huxtable, mm -hmm. lawyer, mother of five, and wife of Dr. Heathcliff Huxtable. Absolutely. From The Cosby Show. Prior to Bill Cosby's sexual assault scandal. Sure. The Cosby Show was one of television's most beloved sitcoms, and Claire Huxtable was a television mother that many remember today. Oh, yeah. It was Thursday night. It was must-see TV. That's where, that's where all that started. That's it. Felicia Rashad tells Oprah in 2017, I think that show really gave new light to married life and relationship between husband and wife and surviving children together. I always felt that one of the reasons Claire was held in such high esteem by audiences was because she was held in such esteem by her husband. People should marry so that they can build a life together. Hmm. Although Felicia Rashad's on-screen marriage and family life were idyllic, her real-life tries at marriage have not quite gone so smoothly. I heard you say tries there. A few plurals, yeah, plural, yeah, yeah. Plural, okay. In that same interview with Oprah, Felicia Rashad said, I've been married three times, but I don't feel like I've ever been married. It's like, okay then, stop. <laughs> she was referring to the feeling about never really being able to build a lasting life with any of her husbands, at least in the way that the Huxtables... Right. epitomized on television. Right. Let's find out why. Felicia Ayers Allen was born on June 19, 1948 in Houston, Texas. Her father, Andrew Allen, was an orthodontist, and her mother, Vivian Ayers, was a Pulitzer Prize-nominated poet, hmm. artist, and playwright. Pulitzer Prize is... 
Yeah, wow. Vivian Ayer's work. I read some of her poetry mm-hmm. in preparation for the story. It was incredible. Mom has a tremendous influence on her children's future creative endeavors. Felicia is one of four siblings. She has two brothers and a sister. You know her by her large stick that she banged on the effervescent 80s television show Fame. You better work. Debbie Allen Okay, is Felicia Rashad's sister. Did not realize. Okay. Yeah. Oh, gosh. What a, what a family. Debbie Allen, the famous and incredibly talented actress, mm-hmm. choreographer, dancer, director, singer, songwriter. Yeah. I'm saying Vivian Ayers is an extraordinary woman to phenomenal talents she fostered into our world. Felicia's parents, their marriage doesn't go too smoothly. They divorce when she's six years old. And although her mother and siblings didn't have a whole lot of money growing up, mom encouraged each kid to pursue their talents and to believe that they could accomplish great things. So when she's 11, Felicia decides she wants to become a performer for her career. This revelation happens after a particular performance that uh, had a tremendous boost to her self-confidence, which up to this point had been lacking. Felicia said she'd always felt ugly in comparison to the rest of her family. Quote, I was the ugly duckling in this family of beautiful people, and I was very self-conscious about it, Hmm. unquote. But when Felicia's 11, she's asked to read on stage at an event. In an interview with the Archive of American Television, she explained that she was surprised by how bright the spotlight was, never having been on stage before. She recalls, I just talked to the light. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, at the end of the evening, she overhears mothers saying to their daughters, there she is. There's a little girl who spoke so beautifully. Isn't she beautiful? Hmm. And Felicia Rashad explained she decided then and there to become an actress so she could, quote, play in the light and be beautiful all the time. Wow. Unquote. Isn't that nice? Yeah. I'm just talking to the light. Yeah. That's big and meaningful. Okay. Over time, Rashad has learned that what had made her beautiful was her ability for what she calls, quote, communication from the heart, unquote. It is not surprising then after high school, Felicia goes on to attend Howard University, where she studies drama and theater. She benefits greatly from her education at Howard. In her interview with the Archive of American Television, she discussed how extensive the fine arts department at Howard University was when she was there and how rigorous the expectations were. She said, we were plunged into the discipline from the first day. We were in the drama department, and we had work to do. So she's walking into the light. Communication from the heart. Mm -hmm. But we're here for all the trash candy of the divorces. Let's get to first marriage number one with William Lancelot Bowles Jr. Quite a name. Pretty fancy name. Not a lot is known about this first marriage, though. We don't know exactly how Felicia met William But she married at 24, like right after college, not too long after that. Her first husband, old William, William Lancelot Bowles, was a dentist. They married on May the 13th, 1972, and they went on to have one son in 1973. Again, not a lot is known. Mm -hmm. The couple will divorce just two years later in 1975, and neither speak publicly about their split. 
the son from this marriage grows up during the years of his mom being a famous star on television every week, but he shies away from the camera and is not seen in public very often. He's managed to stay out of the spotlight and continues to live a private life. Cool. Okay, so starter marriage. Starter marriage. Didn't really work out. Husband number two, I guarantee you know, but you might not know you know him. This story has a little wink and a nod to one of our trash pandas, Michelle, who was like, did you know this? And I'm like, yes, I actually did because we're doing this sitcom mom for you in season 17. (laughs) All right, marriage number two. Oh, Felicia, this time it is to someone who's familiar with the spotlight. You may not recognize the name Victor Willis, but you know his work. Felicia meets Victor Willis while they're both appearing in the Broadway production of The Wiz in 1977, the couple will marry the following year, 1978. But 1978 is momentous for Victor Willis for another reason. 1978 was the year that the song he had co-written was released and became a cultural phenomenon. It gets the crowd up and moving. You know it. You can get a good meal. You can hang out with all the boys. We all want to go down to the YMCA. No way. 100%. No way. All right. Victor Willis was an original member of the Village People and writer of their work. I guess I had assumed everyone in the Village People was gay. Many people assume that Wh- next why? paragraph. I mean, I don't know why we would think that. <laughs> that but all members of the Village People were gay sure. because of the band's image and right. the fan base. Flamboyant. But it is not true. And Macho Man. and So Victor Willis. YMCA. Was uh, represented because they had the outfits. Uh-huh. Was either a policeman or the sailor. Naval okay. officer. Okay. Okay. Aye, aye. <laughs> right. Once YMCA was released, the village people skyrocketed. Right, to fame. right, blew up. Yep. Victor Willis also co-writes Macho Man. Okay. In the Navy. Wow. And Go West. He's also How? their main vocalist. Why would we assume they were gay? Well, <laughs> as here's you, as the you list off. Some of them were gay, and others, like Victor Willis, were not. Okay. And although the band did play into gay culture. Victor Willis kind of got fed up with the image and quit the band. Oh, interesting. Okay. So in 1980, as the band was preparing for its feature film called Can't Stop the Music, Victor decided he had had enough. (laughs) And although he wrote the lyrics for some of the film's songs, Victor does not appear in the movie. (laughs) Even the year before, like by 1979, Victor's kind of fed up. Potentially a good choice as the film is considered to be one of Hollywood's biggest movie flops. After this, Victor Willis will leave the village people, (laughs) and once he does, the band never has another hit. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. And we could call it a band, but I would like just to put in the milieu here that it's more like a rotating cast of characters because they're all in outfits. They're just characters. Right. More than 20 different folks have wafted through the village people over time. Oh, that's fascinating. Mm -hmm. So it actually is a village. Like, it takes a village to make the village people, apparently. Apparently it does. Victor was briefly convinced to rejoin the group in 1982 for the album In the Street, but will leave the group again in 1983. 
in addition to... Did he join the Navy? Uh, no. Is he in the Navy now? No, he maybe didn't spend his time so wisely mm. at that point. Okay. So in addition to his career issues, Victor also struggled with drug addiction mm. and was often in legal trouble because of that. It's likely due to both of these battling challenges in his life that Felicia Rashad's marriage of four years to Victor Willis ended in divorce in 1982. However, I can see the light in your eyes. You have questions. That's not really the end of the tale of Victor Willis, who back in 2019 managed to reclaim all of his song rights from the village people. Really? This is not pertinent to Felicia Rashad's trashy divorces at all here, but I have added in a little bit of an Easter egg for all of our Patreon folks at the end of this episode with a little bit of information about the song YMCA, the whole scene, a little bit on Victor Willis at the end. So if you're a Patreon person, any level, stay tuned for that little Easter egg. Oh, I love this year. We're going to have so much fun. (laughs) Now is a great time to pause for the cause. Let's hear from our sponsors. We'll see you on the flip. Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pi, People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, get to know you at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are, rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends. So for me, it's, you know. Trying to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to (laughs) podcasts on. Yeah, podcasts, homecasts. Your your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. All right, Alicia, you've given us two of three, I believe. And I'm going to do a quick little interlude before we get to number three. Okay. Let's have a few moments about the Cosby Show. Sure. Other than theater productions, Felicia had gotten a role on One Life to Live in the early 1980s, and she is working on One Life to Live when she was discovered for her iconic role on the Cosby Show. Before the show begins, Bill Cosby decided that he wanted the character of his wife to be bilingual and specifically speak Spanish. Felicia Ayers Allen fortunately spoke Spanish, but she really hadn't had many opportunities to practice it. There was a family that lived upstairs from her and her son that spoke Spanish, so she asked them to help her prepare for the audition. It was this preparation that ends up getting her a callback for the role of Claire Huxtable. Okay. Luck is preparation meeting with opportunity. Mm -hmm. She prepped for it. Many years later, 
Felicia Rashad will ask Bill Cosby why she had been cast, and he says although he was impressed with her Spanish, (laughs) Bill Cosby says that it was, quote, the look in your eye when you were angry with Theo about his grades, unquote. Mm. (laughs) The cast of the show clicks immediately, and when the Cosby show first comes to air in September of 1984, there were only four kids. In the pilot episode, Dr. and Mrs. Huxtable refer to having four children, but Sandra, the oldest daughter, makes her first appearance on the show in episode 10, her absence explained by being a sophomore away at college. If you lived through it, we all (laughs) know about the enormous popularity of The Cosby Show and its impact the show just had on the culture. It was was incredible. It was appointment television. It was... I guess cable existed at the time, but not the way, I mean, there weren't hundreds of channels, you know, like it was, it, it was a big deal. The forever image to me is Theo in the shirt that is supposed to be a Gordon Gartrell. Do you remember? I, I can I, still I see this hideous okay. fashion. balls. <laughs> anyway, The Cosby Show was only one of two shows to top the Nielsen ratings for five consecutive seasons. All in the Family is the other show Mm. to do that. Interesting. Every Thursday night, as mentioned, during many years of the show's run, an estimated, are you ready for this, 62 million people tuned in to watch the Cosby television family. Wow. I don't know how many Americans there were at the time, but that I feel like... 62 million, pretty impressive. I feel like that's something like half of households or something. The Cosby Show would end up being on the air for eight seasons and was really credited for reviving the sitcom genre. The show will receive the People's Choice Award for Favorite Comedy of the Year, except one. That exception year was 1991. That was was toward the end of its run, right? Yes. Okay. It won three Golden Globes and six Emmys. It was also responsible for the successful spinoff, A Different Mm -hmm. World, Mm -hmm. created by Bill Cosby. Kind of a family affair here. Directed by Debbie Allen. Oh, interesting. Felicia's sister in most episodes beginning in season two of the show. The Cosby Show ends its run in 1992 and remains popular in reruns for many, many years. In fact, it was not until 2014, after several allegations of Bill Cosby's sexual misconduct, that the show's reruns stopped airing. We're going to put that interlude on the back burner, and now we're going to talk about husband number three. So Felicia and Victor Willis, YMCA, phase out, early 80s. And although Felicia is working in theater and doing some small television roles right during her other marriages, It doesn't even come close to her fame and success during this third marriage, and her groom was no stranger to the spotlight either. Ahmad Rashad was born Robert Earl Moore on November 19, 1949. Robert Earl excels at sports, playing football in college for the University of Oregon. Go Ducks? I think it's Go Ducks. Sportsing, really our thing. He was the fourth player drafted in the 1972 NFL Draft. Wow. And it was also in 1972 that Robert Earl Moore converts to Islam and changes his name to Ahmad Rashad. Okay. This famous and attractive couple, Felicia and Ahmad, were introduced by none other than Felicia's television husband, 
Bill Cosby. Interesting. Both had been married and divorced twice before. The handsome and charismatic football player proposed to Felicia Ayers Allen on national television, live, Thanksgiving Day 1985. Hmm. I don't know if you remember this story. It was pretty incredible. On air, while talking to Bob Costas, Ahmad Rashad said, Bobby, I got something I want you to do for me. There's a lady that I'm in love with, and you know the lady is Claire Huxtable on The Cosby Show. What I'd like you to do is dispatch somebody. She's there in New York at the Macy's Day Parade. Now, this is an all serious now. I would like you to send this message to her. <laughs> Felicia, would you marry me? Would you get back to me, Bobby, on that answer? Bob Costas is like, dude, are you serious? Right, right. right. And Ahmad Rashad's like, Psh, I'm dead serious. Either I will be the happiest person in the world or the biggest turkey on <laughs> national television. Fantastic. I'm sure I saw this in real time. I'm sure, I'm sure this was a huge I mean, because you watched thing, the yeah. Thanksgiving Macy's Day Parade. Costas turns to his in-studio sideman, who is genuinely stunned by I'm sure. Rashad's bravado, <laughs> and asks the question that is on everyone's mind. She'll say yes, won't she? <laughs> Everyone watching that day was surprised and excited. An intern was sent to find Felicia and right. bring her back to NBC Studios at 30 Rock. Right. When she arrives, the game's highlights were quickly stopped in order to get her answer. Rashad appears back on camera from the game in Michigan, visibly sweating. Bob Costas kind of teases, the man's falling apart. In the days prior to the proposal, he was easily one of the coolest, most suave guys around the National Football League. He's a mess now. Now, we all know that TV's favorite mom accepts Rashad's proposal. Sure. The two were married just a few weeks later on December the 14th, oh, 1985 wow. in Harlem. No rush. <laughs> well, there's quite a wedding party here, folks. Debbie Allen, the bride's sister, will serve as her maid of honor. Bill Cosby gives the bride away. And the best man at the wedding was Ahmad Rashad's Buffalo Bills teammate, and former roommate, O.J. Simpson. Good lord. Spiderweb. What a rogues gallery of a wedding party. <laughs> Felicia Ayers Allen will take her husband's last name and become Felicia Rashad. Mm -hmm. A year later, on December 11th, 1986, their daughter was born. And although both Felicia and her husband had busy professional lives, she continues to act. Rashad is busy being a popular news commentator after he stopped playing. The two really do manage to keep their personal lives mostly out of the spotlight. In the early years of their marriage, they appear in commercials together and seem to be a happy, successful couple. But it turns out, hmm. dun dun dun, the couple's marriage had been apparently quite rocky for a long time. And while not living together for many years, had, like a lot of couples do, stayed married for the, the daughter's the sake. Kid, yeah. However, in 2001, 16 years into the marriage, Felicia Rashad files for divorce from Ahmad Rashad, charging him with abandonment. Hmm. Not a reconcilable difference. Right, There's right. a little bit of a curveball in that one. At the time, the New York Daily News. Ah, uh, at the time, New York did not have irreconcilable differences. Oh, is that it? Mm-hmm. Interesting. They they only got that in like 2008 or something. See? They were the last state to have a no-fault divorce. 
You call us for all your mm-hmm. fancy, fancy divorce lawyering. I was about to say, like, did they file in New York? Because, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so. Okay, so that's why it's abandonment. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Stacy Esquire. <laughs> At the time, the New York Daily News reported that the split was amicable and there was no third party involved. Felicia has not remarried since her divorce from Ahmad Rashad. He, however, has had two more marriages. Hmm. His fourth marriage was to Saleh Johnson in 2007. She was the previous wife of Johnson & Johnson, heir and owner of the New York Jets, billionaire Woody Johnson. Okay. She's also the mother of the late celebutante and socialite Casey Johnson, who was well-known on the nightclub scene and often partied with Paris and Nikki Hilton and Lindsay Lohan. Mm, somehow I'm not aware of that person. Okay. Spiderwebs everywhere. Sure. It's amazing where our, where our reach goes. I, I know. I, I hear nightclub and it just makes me tired and I go to bed. <laughs> Same. Rashad and Johnson lived in a multi-million dollar mansion in the upscale Bears Club community in Jupiter, Florida. This is an exclusive development. Y'all, it's just everywhere. This exclusive development was started by Jack Nicholas. Hmm. Golfer. Okay. People who own homes in the community must also have a membership to the world-class golf club and the course that it was designed around. More spiderwebs here. Many celebrities and famous athletes also own homes in this exclusive community, including Michael Jordan and previous TD alum Tiger Woods. And that is part of the problem. Maybe for Rashad and Johnson, she apparently gets tired of his bromance that oh. Rashad is having with Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And their behavior and antics soon get a little stale, a little old. I mean, rich jock, right? Like all the retired rich jocks hanging out. I guess Tiger Woods isn't, but <laughs> yeah, I can see that that might get old. After Casey Johnson's untimely death in 2010, the couple will adopt her daughter, Ava. Ahmad's frequent nights out with Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods create a great deal of tension between the couple, as you can imagine if you're raising a young child. The split here gets pretty ugly and results in Johnson hiring extra security to have Ahmad Rashad removed from the neighborhood, including the golf course. Or mm-hmm. the home was in her name, so she was able to deactivate his membership and change the codes to the gates. Yikes. <laughs> this divorce was finalized in 2013. Rashad reportedly got nothing from his former wife due to an ironclad prenup that protected her $100 million fortune. I, I, does he miss the golf course more than he misses the marriage? I think. Possibly. Ahmad Rashad does marry one final time mm-hmm. uh, for the fifth time, number five, in 2016. This time his bride is 32 years younger than him. Mazel to y'all. I hope you found a new golf club, I mean, my friend. Sure. Tiger will hook you up somewhere, I mean, right? What golf club can't Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods walk into and play around? Or Ahmad Rashad, honestly. Yeah. Although apparently that one... <laughs> The Bears Club? The Bear Claw Club? What What was it? The Bears Club. The Bears in Club. In Jupiter, Florida. All right. 
where we will never be invited at this point, probably. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of the Bears Club. I just, I didn't think it was a straight person thing. (laughs) On that note. On that note. Felicia Rashad is now done with her marital misadventure, but we do have one more little segment that I want to talk about with Felicia Rashad and moving on from her divorce, as well as her response to the Bill Cosby scandal. Mm -hmm. Be right back after another quick break. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. All right, Alicia, what is the rest of the story? The rest of the trash candy Mm -hmm. story tale today. Felicia Rashad has gone on to do some very impressive things since her time as Claire Huxtable. She and Bill Cosby starred in the sitcom Cosby from 1996 to 2000. Not the Huxtables, but still playing a married couple. They really do. I've watched a few clips and just delightful. Some, I had forgotten their chemistry, their chemistry and yeah. dynacism on mm-hmm. that show. It was really interesting. Felicia Rashad has also appeared in several Broadway productions. In 2004, she became the first black actress to win a Tony Award for Best Actress for her work in A Raisin in the Sun. She will go on to win her second Tony Award in 2022 for Skeleton Crew. I just talked to the light. I love it. In 2010, the NAACP Image Awards named her as, quote, mother of the black community, unquote. And in 2021, Felicia Rashad was appointed as dean of the Fine Arts College at her alma mater, Howard University. I recall this. All good things. Because there was a scandal that happened. Yeah, a little Mm -hmm. bit of a scandal. She stirred up her fair share of controversy when it comes to her responses to Bill Cosby's accusations and convictions for sexual assault, including drugging and raping women. Rashad first caused outrage in 2015 when it was reported that she said, forget those women, in response to the Cosby accusers. Yikes. When asked about her comment, she told ABC News that she had been misquoted. She clarified by saying, I am a woman. I would never say such a thing. I would never think such a thing. My message is, what happens to a nation in which people knowingly and willfully disavow the tenets that describe the nation? This is not about the women. This is about something else. This is about the obliteration of a legacy. I feel like that's really on Bill Cosby obliterating his legacy, not... So I'm not here to make a comment on those comments. I will go on and continue here. Roger Friedman of Showbiz 411 interviewed Felicia Rashad and quoted her as saying, Oh, please, when the names of Beverly Johnson and Janice Dickinson were mentioned as high-profile accusers of Bill Cosby. Felicia Rashad went on to defend her longtime friend, Bill Cosby, and said, I love him. What you're seeing is the destruction of a legacy. And I think it's orchestrated. I don't know why or who's doing it, but it's the legacy. And it's a legacy that is so important to the culture. 
Someone is determined to keep Bill Cosby off TV, and it's worked. All of his contracts have been canceled. But this was not the last of Felicia Rashad's controversial responses to Bill Cosby's sexual assault accusations. On June the 30th in 2021, when the Pennsylvania Supreme Court overturned Bill Cosby's sexual assault conviction and he was released from prison, Felicia takes to Twitter and she Mm -hmm. tweeted, Finally, a terrible wrong is being righted. A miscarriage of justice is corrected. As you can imagine, this tweet was met with shock and outrage. Even Janet Hubert, who played Aunt Viv on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, weighed in by tweeting, Felicia, what are you thinking? I don't know you, but to say this is terribly wrong. At this point in the story, it does get a little trickier for our fair heroine because she's now the dean of the College of Fine Arts at Howard University. Yes, and college campuses are notoriously open to (laughs) sentiments such as that. Okay, so what happened? As her comments are reflecting Mm. upon the college, Evelyn Attino, editor-in-chief of Affinity Magazine, tweeted, I love Felicia Rashad, but Howard need to remove her now. Because how safe would you feel if your dean is defending a man who admitted, all capital letters, he drugged and raped women? A bit of a Twitter war ensued after this, with many people agreeing with and defending Rashad. Some sentiments were similar to what journalist Solomon Jones wrote for a piece for WHYY Radio in 2018 before Cosby's conviction was overturned. Quote, History tells me that black men who were accused of raping white women have often been lynched. History tells me that black men who face the American justice system are disproportionately incarcerated. History tells me that Cosby, a black man, had little chance of walking away from the accusations of dozens of mostly white women. Other examples of tweets to support Felicia Rashad were, She spoke the truth, and Dean Rashad has done nothing wrong. However, Howard University has posted a statement on Instagram distancing themselves from Felicia Rashad's tweet, saying that it, quote, lacked sensitivity towards survivors of sexual assault, unquote. According to Huffington Post, Felicia Rashad sent a letter to Howard University students soon after her tweet was criticized, which read, This week I tweeted a statement that caused so much hurt in so many people, both broadly and inside the Howard community. I offer my most sincere apology. I have since removed that upsetting tweet. My remarks were in no way directed towards survivors of sexual assault. I vehemently oppose sexual violence, find no excuse for such behavior, and I know that Howard University has a zero-tolerance policy towards interpersonal violence. She goes on to note that she will, quote, engage in active listening and participate in trainings, unquote, over the next few weeks to, quote, learn how I can become a stronger ally to sexual assault survivors, unquote. After issuing her apology, Howard University also issued their own statement in support of sexual assault survivors while clarifying that Rashad's remarks were personal and had nothing to do with her role in the institution. And I'm going to second that on this Martin Luther King holiday weekend. Let's give a big resounding cheer to our HBCUs. 
doing tremendously good work mm-hmm. every day out there in the world. Yep. That, my darlings, are the marital misadventures of Felicia Rashad, the first of our beloved sitcom moms coming to you in season 17. Trash cans? Mm, I don't know the number, but they're all staying at the YMCA. <laughs> No, it must be incredibly complicated when Bill Cosby was so, has been so integral to her professional success over decades now. And I like, I, I sympathize with, I'm sure it's difficult for her to kind of navigate all of that. I do sympathize with those personal relationships. It makes me think of Elizabeth Taylor who famously defended Michael Jackson to her death. Like, yeah, these are my friends. And I, you know, we're not in that relationship between that bond of friendship Mm -hmm. between two people. It's interesting. We're here to report it. Sure. Just spill all the buckets and buckets of trash candy. Sure. I can't tell you how much I appreciate y'all joining us today for this episode. Patreon folks, be sure to stay tuned for your Easter egg You want to check out how to get those and get in on the Patreon community? Two bucks a month will get you every Trashy Divorces in the whole catalog. Ad-free with some bonus episodes and all of the Easter eggs that Mm. we're going to be planting in for 2023, too. Sure. A little extra. Five bucks a month will get you bonus episodes. we got a lot of groovy things. A few fun surprises up my sleeve this week in the enchanted forest of Trashy Fun and and a natal chart revisit with our friend Andy Bellotti, hmm. kind of looking to do a trashy redo on some previously covered folks, but with a different slant. Yeah. Again, you can find us on Patreon to get in on that fun over there. Thanks, everybody, for spending your time with us today, giving us a listen. And uh, until we meet again, friends. Keep your hands clean. Keep your hearts trashy. Big love, everybody. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at CarbonMade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there. And thanks again, everybody, for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.